In this last one, the hoste indicates result. Notice what would happen if I did this. Now what would you get? Jesus sent the disciples to begin to proclaim the gospel. Now it's purpose. See? Now it's purpose. The host that tells you that it's result. With the result that they preach. Now I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going to put my host back in. Now listen to this, Creedon. This is critical. You don't have to imagine so. It is so. Thank you. You notice how I translated that when I said this. Jesus sent the disciples with the result that they began, not begin, not will begin, began to preach the gospel. Where did I get past time and, Brown, I'm even using a present so-called infinitive. Where? The main verb determines everything because the infinitive is in the realm of the Adaa, it has no time. It is timeless. So it is going to, as a chameleon, pick up its time from the time frame of the leading verb. See? It has no time. The infinitive does not reflect time, Newt. It, it reflects what? Aspect. Right. Are there any exceptions to that? There are, actually. But it only comes up on the last day. All right? So you're not supposed to think that. All right? The infinitive reflects only aspect. Aspect. It is like a sponge. Whatever time there is in the sentence, that's its time. So, Jesus will send the disciples with the result that they will begin to, exactly, exactly, see? It's just going to suck up the time frame of what's around it, right? The time itself, or the, sorry, sorry, the infinitive itself does not have time. It has only aspect. And by the way, that is precisely why it is a good idea you know, books just disobey this. 
But it is a good idea, really, not to call them like the present infinitive or the heirs. It's the focus on connection infinitive, the focus on the action infinitive. And that's why, do you remember I had that note in chapter 9 where I said, whenever we're outside the indicative mood, and now we're outside the indicative mood, I will always put present aorist in quotes so that you know that it is not a present time infinitive. Whenever present, the word present, and this is, this is, um, um, well, as you would say, no, as you would say, I follow this assiduously, that in this book, whenever present after chapter 9 is used without quotes, it will have a time reference, present. But when it's in quotes, it means it's the first principal part stem, which everybody calls present. <clears throat> Don't think of it as necessarily being present, though. Okay? So, we've got the infinitive now <clears throat> conveying aspect. It does have voice. You can still do, you can still do the uh, uh, middle like this. Its time frame will be picked up from the time frame of the leading verb in the sentence. And if there is a subject expressed, the subject will be expressed in the accusative case. Yes? Yeah, you know, in general, subject will come before the verb and object will come last. Or if I put them together, like say if I put kerisine last in the clause, then this will come first and that will come second. <clears throat> and then, you know, and as a matter of fact, um, see, you, you can, this is a good example, Bits. It's really a good example. Let's just put up a couple of other possibilities with the host clause. Okay, so what I'm going to do here is I am going to kind of go to two different host of clauses from there. Now, let's say this top one. This is something that you'd be liable to see, especially in Mark, who likes to put verbs last. All right, with the result that they, the gospel, preached, you know, or will preach. Let, let's, let's keep this in the past. So, uh, you know, basically, this is the subject, and this over here is the predicate uh, of the object of k resign. You know, that's pretty standard. But in this sentence, let's just say that you had the following. Now this time I'm really switching the word order around. Here's the thing. In the actual sentence, is it at all likely that it means Jesus sent the disciples with the result that the gospel began to preach them? 
No. See? No, it's not logical. That's an active infinitive. It's not that the gospel was being preached. It's an active infinitive. So it's got to mean that they began to preach the gospel. See? And now I can do emphasis. Why? Because the meaning of the sentence is going to lead me correctly. It's not going to lead me wrong. The meaning of the sentence is going to be just fine because the gospel isn't preaching the people. The people are preaching the gospel. This is one of the reasons why the questions that are continually raised about the flexibility of word order are always just more problematical only theoretically. In actual fact, word order can be tremendously flexible um, if the actual incarnation of the sentence forces the meaning. And here's an example of one right here. The gospel is not going to be preaching the disciples. So now, in fact, I don't think that this would be unusual to see at all. Yeah, so that with the result that they began to preach the gospel, not the law of Moses or something like that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Only in the first principal part infinitive. Only in that one. See, I didn't, I didn't use a whoop-de-doo infinitive here at all. He desires to eat bread. That's all. It's necessary to eat bread. He's coming to eat bread. No whoop-de-doo. No, those are aorists. Ephagon. That's why you've got to know as the great Cretan has determined, principal parts. You've got to know that phagain is the aorist infinitive and not the present from phago. Right. Those, that I did present over there, kerisine, from keriso. This, I chose a strong aorist. This is present aorist. Present needs whoop-de-doo. First principal part needs whoop-de-doo. That's the point. Whether it's active or middle. Yeah, yeah. It's a stem characteristic, not a voice or tense characteristic. Russ. Um, back to what you said about with that infinitive, and you know from that context, you know that it, logically um, that they are preaching the gospel, the gospel is not preaching them. But like if you were to change it, like an infinitive using to kill, and you had the slaves and the masters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they got to be careful. Then they got to be more careful with word and order. They, and, they, and speaking practically with the New Testament, subject would, comes. Subject, infinitive, object. Okay. Sure. Or subject, object, infinitive. So like this. See, this is pretty common too. Subject, object, infinitive. Right. Right. Okay. Is time the only thing that the, that the infinitive soaks up from the universe? As opposed to? Like credence theology or something like that? I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Okay, good. Like what? Well, yes. Here, 
he desires to eat bread, it is in a sense soaking up. Well, here, let me take that humas out. What I had here to begin with, you're really soaking up the subject of the main verb. He desires that he eat bread. Yeah. Oh, uh, for parsing, yes. For parsing, this is the, um, uh, let me just talk about that, because the, the last thing I have to do, we'll take our break and come back uh, for, a, for third hour work. But uh, let's end on this note. Thank you very much, Wendell. Uh, this is parsed only as so-called tense and voice. That's all there is. So it's an infinitive, and it would be, like here, for example, pre present active. That's it. That's it. There's no person. There's no number. And now, the fact that it is infinitive is, so to speak, its mood. It's not really, it, this is not really right to say. It is not really right to say that the mood of, of the infinitive is infinitive. It is a parallel category to mood. So finite verbs have mood. This is just the infinitive.